Soundstripe. Hi, welcome to the Football Analysis Podcast. If you lot don't know who I am specifically, or yeah, who I am exactly, my name is Ahmad Shaheen Farid. And for the last couple of years, I've watched my way through male football history. And so basically in this episode, in this very first episode of mine, I'll be talking about who is, in my hopefully educated opinion, the best football player of all time. Whereby all time is defined as from the year 1950 until this year, 2021. Now, before we get to the real discussion, there are a few preliminary points to be mentioned. First of all, my customary note of caution, okay? Ranking football players is not like an exact science whatsoever. There's always a degree of subjectivity about it. Having said that, it is not entirely subjective either. Some answers to the question who of who was the best football player ever are totally wrong. So while there is no way in which the best ever debate will ever be solved, educated opinions might be possible. And what I try to present here today is just all facts. And I am not trying to like make up something that just doesn't make any total sense. And secondly, how do I define best? So I can't give you an exact definition, but both quality and quantity of performance matter, in my opinion. And nothing else, to be honest. To be a candidate for the best ever title, you have to perform really well and do so for a considerable time span. So in theory, the best player ever need not have won anything ever. Luckily, football history is not like a black box, so we don't have to infer from titles and stories, you know, who might have been the best. We can just watch the matches and, you know, form an opinion of our own. And this is what, and that is what I basically did. And thirdly, in what follows, I will, I will talk about four players who like, who are candidates for the title, uh, title of best ever. And some other who, for one reason or another, miss out on being a member in this exclusive you know less of mine so what do they all have in common so they are attacking experience mm, okay that would probably you know raise some sp- suspicion so have i simply overlooked more of a defensive playing area like so many do not just defensive but other positions also so to be fair me maybe but not that not quite so first of all i'm well aware that Football history contained many outstanding defensive players, you know, but two things, you know, two things that stopped me from including one in my top four. So I don't think any defensive player or any any position apart from attacking positions was as good at defending as, for example, Pelé was at attacking. So maybe there is a structural reason for that. I'm not quite sure myself, but... But bear with me, you know, the perfect defender guarantees you at least a draw. But the perfect attacker, remember this, guarantees you a win. So at least in a com- combination with a half-compensated defense. Now, this is all very, you know, sketchy and and open to many objections. But I think the basic notion might be true. The influence of the best of attackers 
is less limited than those of the best defenders. Now, the perfect footballer, of course, would be somebody who could attack, you know, defend and literally do everything in between. But we'll talk about the, this player named De Stefano later on. So finally, a short note on comparing, you know, players from different eras. Football has evolved and so have the players. Not only the, the tactics have become much more better, but players itself are much better trained and physically more fit than they were, for, for example, 40 years ago. So when I compare players from different eras, I try to account for these changes. You know, players from the 50s, for example, would be considered to have lots of you know, paces, even if he is slower than, than the players you know, in this era this generation currently so however i won't deny you know it myself that comparing players from different eras is just hard to be honest and i will not be able to do justice to all players but i will definitely try to do my best now let's move on to the players that didn't make in this list of mine and who missed out on on being in it so i've list at least four players so let's let's go on. So number one, we have Johan Cruyff. So Johan Cruyff is is probably probably the most influential figure in post-war football history. A groundbreaking player in many ways, but not a model hoe. Now that alone should not speak against him, but it did exactly affect his career. You know, his peak ended prematurely. And all things considered, too early to like merit inclusion. His decision making was, you know, was also a bit too idealistic. And number two, this one is is hard to say, but I have to just let it out. Is Cristiano Ronaldo. So now he is a, a model pro. And yet again, that shows in his performance, he is an uber reliable goal machine. You know, and little else, to be honest. Most actions that happen on a, on a football field are only indirectly related to scoring goals. You know, he participates in them too little. And also his decision-making was very questionable, you know, but until he became a more rational player in his early 30s. Number three, we have, we have our French midfielder, centre-attacking midfielder, I guess. Uh, Zinedine Zidane, Zinedine Zidane, sorry, you know, he's a wonderful, iconic player, definitely one of my favorites, but way too hit and miss to be a real candidate, a player for very special moments, but not for the day in, day out greatness that is required, you know, to become a best ever candidate. Number four, we have the Brazilian Ronaldo. Just now we were, we were talking about the Portuguese. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Sorry. So number four, we, number four, we have the the last one. We have the uh, Brazilian Ronaldo. So Ronaldo uh, was a talent-wise, you know, he could have become a candidate. But as, as we all know, his body didn't allow it. And maybe his decision-making decision was, you know, a bit too questionable too. Now let's talk about the candidates that I think is the best player in the world. So I have list four players who have a credible claim to be the best football, best player in like football history. 
so they are in chronological order. So I put Alfredo Di Safano, Pele, Diego Maradona, and Lionel Messi. So all four of them are amazingly talented forwards who had, or in Messi's case, still have fine careers during which they prove their worth time and time again. So they've they scored lots of goals, but did so much more than that. And I've talked about the playing styles before. The Stefano was part of the team of the decade from the year 1955 until 1965 and was named best player of the decade for the 1950s team. While Pele was a starter for the for the year 1965 until 1975, team of the decade and was named player of the decade twice for the year 55 until 65 and the year 62-70 team. Um, Maradona, on the other hand, on the other hand, made the first team for the for the year 1985 until 1995, team of the decade, and was singled out, singled out as the as a standout player of the 80s. And now Messi. You know, Messi was like a player, you know, a player of the decade for the year 2005 until the year 2015 time span. And also will be included in the 2010 team as well. What makes them, you know, very special, you know, from other players? So the most basic answer to, the, to that question is, in my opinion, they were the four players with the highest combined score of quality and certainly quantity of performance. However, in what follows, I will make some short comments on what qualifies them in particular. Number one, we have Diego Maradona. So I don't see how it could be possible to like quantify raw talent. But if it were my impression, is that Diego Armando Maradona might just have the highest talent score in the history of football. That directly implies you know, that I consider him even more talented than the other three candidates. The way he interacts with the ball is just supernatural. You know, like it actually is like a part of his body. You know, the fact that he was a child prodigy who entertained audiences with his mastery of the ball fits that observation. Uh, and his in his best moments, he was like the ultimate Argentinian football genius playing with passion and never-ending inventiveness. Now, his best moments are quite likely to be the best moments anybody's had ever had on a football field. Now, think of his legendary second goal against England in the 1986 World Cup quarterfinal. And none of the other candidates have scored a goal of that quality at that big stage, you know. Has anybody? No, comparing his talent to, to that of Messi is difficult. You know why? Because they are very similarly talented. But in the end, you know, I think Diago's gift might have been slightly bigger. Number two, we have Alfredo Di Stefano. So in some ways, Di Stefano is the odd one out in this exclusive list of mine. Pele, Maradona, and Messi playing styles are are much more similar, I guess, are just very, are quite the same, I guess. 
But sure, there are some differences, but looking at the bigger picture, they fill the kind of the same role. But the Stefano is different. That is what makes comparisons between him and the other three candidates are particularly difficult. The other three can be described as variations of dribbling and scoring and also creating second forward in the game. And Gisafano, on the other hand, is the Mr. Total Football, the father to Christ's son and Michel's Holy Spirit. Even, even the basic description of forwarding or attacking a player, attacking, attacking player, is not necessarily correct in his case. He was a holistic playmaker. Rather than focusing on, on the on the final third like the other three, he dropped extremely deep. You know, sometimes into his own box and guided the whole attacking move into the danger area. And he did way more defending than the other three, maybe combined. You know, his general profile is closer to that of the ultimate all-around footballer than those of Pele, Maradona, and Messi. Number three, we have Pele. So Pele is the, the, the default candidate for the title of best football player ever. Pele is surely the best athlete among the four candidates. I think he was like a bit faster, stronger, and taller. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He is not, he's not actually, he was not taller than, than the tree, than the other tree. This Stefano was five centimeters taller than him. Pele was like 1.7 meters. I might say I'm quite surprised by that. But my surprise really only underlines my general point that Pele was a fantastic athlete. For example, he was the only one out of the four to pose any kind of aerial threat. You know, sure, Messi's Messi and Maradona physics suited their playing style just well. But all things considered, Pele comes closer to having the most ultimate body for an for an attacking player. Also, Pele was extremely good at, at a very early age. You know, he produced absolute, you know, masterclass in the 1958 World Cup at the age of 17. I'm very confident in saying that he was the most incredible 17-year-old player, probably the best in the history of the game. You know, Pele is a no-total all-rounder like Di Stefano, but when it comes to when it comes to the more restricted field of qualities that are typical for all forward, Pele was really a complete player. You know, he can he has an amazing goal scorer, you know, type of thing. You know, he's a, a fantastic dribbler and also a really creative player. Number four, we have Lionel Messi. Doing great things on the football pitch is great. Obviously. Obvious as well is that all four candidates did plenty of great things during their career. Just look at the highlights reels and every one of them will blow your mind away. However, there are great things and there are right things. You know, if you do a great thing on the football pitch, most of the time that will be the right thing as well. But not every player who does some great things does also do a lot of right things. You know, genius comes at a price. And you hear that often when people talk about the great football artists. But with Lionel Messi's situation, that is not the case. His whole game is infused with deep rationality. You know, he does what needs to be done. Sometimes that is the most amazing goal you have ever seen. Sometimes it is just a simple layup for him. Messi's game 
is marked by the cool efficiency that is usually reserved for central midfielders like Tony Cruz. The big discussion. I don't want to put you know you all on the rack any longer. So here is how I rank the four candidates. Number four, I put Diego Maradona. Number three, I put Alfero Di Stefano. Number two, I put Pele. And number one, I put Lionel Messi. And here's why. I'll give you a reason to it. So I've been thinking about the question for some time now. And for about a year or so, my ranking of the four players hasn't changed at all. This makes me reasonably sure that my opinions on the matter have reached a, ma a mature stage in which they are likely to remain as they are for some time to come. However, my judgment is and forever forever be, will be a preliminary one. Maybe new evidence or new insights will you know, you know, provide me with reasons to change my opinion and rank them in a different level or different type of ranking, I guess. So, <laughs> the big discussion. So, I don't want to put you all on the rack any longer. So, here is how I rank the four candidates. Number four, we have Diago Maradona. Number three, we have Alfredo Di Stefano. Number two, we have Pelle. And number one is none other than Lionel Messi. So, I'll give you a reason to why I rank them like that. So here it is. So I've been thinking about the question for some time now. And for about a year or so, my ranking of the four plays hasn't changed. This makes me reasonably sure that my opinions on the matter have reached a mature stage in which they are likely to remain as they are for you know, some time to come. However, my judgment is and forever, be, forever will be preliminary. Maybe new evidence or new insights will provide me with reasons to, you know, change my opinion. Uh, and a note on the degrees of certainty in my ranking. The, the pick I'm almost sure of is the one for the first place. There is very little doubt in my mind that Lionel Messi is the best player in football history so far. Next in line comes the judgment that Pele was a better play than Maradona. All verdicts involving Alfredo Di Stefano, except for the number one spot, are made with much less assurance because he is, as I mentioned just now, in some ways, the odd one in this list. Uh, the third place seems about right, but I'm not willing to bet on me, bet on me changing him to fourth or even second at some point in the future. So in what follows, I will explain my choices, which means that I'll give a reasons why I rank these four plays the way I did. So Diago Armando Maradona finishes last in this series. I think he is the only fourth best player of all time. This directly implies that I think he is an absolutely amazing football player who had a great career. Now being the fourth best player of all time is by all means a staggering achievement. So when I elaborate on why I didn't rank him even higher, please keep in mind that I rate him extremely high and that is and that his fourth place in this ranking is more than anything else, a testament to, to his greatness. So I already elaborated on how I think Maradona might have been blessed with the greatest amount of talent of any football player ever. The vast majority of his talent was not recent.
was not put to waste. He turned it into a career full of great performance and brilliant triumphs. I've written, I've talked about, you know, Maradona's playing styles, you know, everywhere. Not everywhere, but, you know, to some of my friends. But if you want to summarize what he was all about, you know, the following should, should be not too far off. Maradona was an extremely skilled attacking player who could both score and create goals through his precise and inventive passing, mazy dribbling, and unconventional acts of genius. As I say in my team of the decade, you know, 1980 to 1990 piece, Maradona's style did not change more than just a bit during his career. In his early days, he was relying very much on his Gambetta dribblings. Later on, when he was an established you know, superstar and opponents triple marked him regularly, he went on dribbling runs much more infrequently. So instead, he developed an outstanding one-touch game, doing lots of little layups and opening up space for teammates through creative short passes. This proved to be an excellent, excellent decision and some of some of his very best matches, like the World Cup 86 semi-final between Argentina and Belgium, showcase his more varied style. If you want to watch some of his best performance, I recommend this early Super Classico, the, the, this regular Classico, and the Afra aforementioned match against Brazil. Belgium, oh sorry, Belgium. And this Napoli match in which Maradona single-handedly destroys the mighty Milan of Arigosaki. Now again, we are talking about comparisons between, you know, between, sorry, between players who all played at a supremely high level. Maradona's shortcomings sound harsher than they are because they are measured by the superhuman consistency of Di Stefano, Pele, and most of all, Messi. And the other three were footballing machines. You know, Maradona was a very much a human being. There's all the highs and lows that come with being human. That, what, that is what makes him more of a cult hero than the other three. But that is what ultimately, ultimately you know, makes him a lesser footballer too. And our final consideration to strengthen my argument. Look at his goal-scoring statistics. Unlike the Stefano, Pele, and Messi, who all reached goal-slash-game quarters of almost one or more for longer spells of their careers. But Maradona, post-Boca, never, never achieved radios that were considerably higher than 0.5. Now, goal statistics aren't everything. In fact, the frequent assumption that you can judge an attacking player by his goals is one of the reasons why I wanted to, to talk about historical players myself. Because most of the arguments around were just too simplistic. But I think in this case, there's, there is a lesson to be learned from comparing Maradona's statistics with those of the other three. He was not as reliable as the provider of goals at the other three because he was not as reliable, all things considered. Sure, he maybe was a bit more of a midfielder rather than an attacker. Then Pele and Messi... And he he played most of his career during low scoring eighties and even in even low even a lower scoring Italy. But while these you know are mitigating factors, I think it remains true that his comparative lack of goals is telling. Let me put this in 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 this way: both Maradona and Messi are capable of scoring a hat trick against the best team in the world, but Messi, on the other hand. Was got another hat trick against the exciting mid-table team next week. Maradona, not so much.
So next in line, we have Alfredo Di Stefano, the massive mind, the mastermind uh, behind the most successful club side in football history. In my opinion, the third best player to ever play the game. As I've already pointed out, Di Stefano is the toughest one to judge out out of the four candidates. This has to do with the fact that he played most of his football in the in the 50s, a time from which little footage and very full matches have survived. Evaluating him properly is therefore very hard, you know. But it's not just the fact that he finished his career more than 50 years ago, and makes and that makes the comparison between him and the others really hard. His player profile is also markedly different. Alfredo Di Stefano was a total footballer. Maradona, Pele, and Messi weren't. You know, while those three did the superhuman in the last third of the pitch, Di Stefano did the superhuman by not restricting himself to any particular part of the pitch. He was a real Madrid playmaker, the general who orchestrated his troops. He he did so in the final third. He he did so in the final third, and he did so even as far back as his as his own box. You know, this is basically unmatched in in football history. So I like to think of Stefan Di Stefano as conceptually superior to the other three players. When I, when one asks himself or oneself where where should the best you know player of any any team any given team play, one sensible answer uh, seems to be wherever he can help his team the most. Everything everything else being equal, positional restrictions posed an obstacle to fulfilling that goal. So when I fantasize about the ultimate footballer, I, I'm thinking about a player who pops out anywhere, distributing his contributions wherever they are most helpful to the greater cause. Di Stefano comes as close to this ideal as any player I've ever seen. So like Maradona, Di Stefano possesses a quality that gives him an advantage over all other candidates. Why then doesn't he rank above Pele and Messi? The reason in, is this, while Di Stefano was a conceptually superior player, I don't think he was a technically inferior player to the other candidates. Now, when you read descriptions of Di Stefano, you will come across statements that label him a technically outstanding player. I do agree myself, but compared to the other three, who are all absolutely wizards with the ball, he falls behind. The ball isn't glued to his feet like it is with Maradona, Pele, and Messi. His passing too can't be imprecise, you know. Di Stefano made the utmost of out of his considerable but not limitless talent. But the other three were rhetorically, you know, speaking and touched by God. You know, Di Stefano was only touched by Di Stefano. And to watch him at least at the at his best, look no further than the epic 1960 European Cup final. I said that I'm reasonably sure that Messi is indeed the best player in football history so far and this is this does not imply that I think Messi is a much better than Pele though I I'm 100% sure that Messi is an absolutely amazing player but so is Pele there are relatively more few matches in watchable quality from Pele's final days in in the early 60s so please keep in keep this in mind when I discuss which of them is better um First of all, I want to emphasize uh, that they shared a lot of qualities. Both of them, you know, produced a good decade's worth dream of masterclass performance. They scored lots of they scored lots of goals. 
roughly won every match with a significant percentage of them being created, not just executed, but by themselves. This is an this is an important you know point. You are a great player if you score lots of goals, but the very best like Pele and Messi create more than a few themselves. Among those goals, they you know created themselves more than a dozen per players stand out as an absolute wonder goals. Both of them were amazing dribblers. Messi is a bit of, of a more traditional Gambetta player, while Pele was a bit flashier, I guess. However, he wasn't nearly as dis- dependent on using tricks as some modern players are. You know, they actually have a shot at being the best and second best dribbler of all time. You know, players like Garincha were more famous as, as dribbling specialists, but both Pele's and Messi's dribbling was arguably more purposeful. You know, and Pele and, and Messi perform very consistently. You know, Pele seems to have a bit of more trouble with injuries than Messi had so far. But apart from that, there's a little separating them in terms of consistency. Pele reached the heights a bit earlier than Messi did. He was already a world beater at 17 years of age. But Messi was better at 29 than Pele was. Have a look at the 1970 World Cup and you will see or Pele, who is still on par with the, his fantastic attacking partners, but who no longer truly transcends the world-class category. Messi, on the other hand, is still Messi at the age of 29. Now to the most interesting part. Why did I choose Messi ahead of Pele? I just said that there is a little, you know, that separates them in terms of consistency. This is true, you know, in a way, but in another sense, it is slightly off the mark. Imagine somebody would, you know, analyze the contribution of Pele and Messi in, in, a, in an average match during their peak years. The analysis, you know, watches the matches, writes down all the notable contributions. Obviously, all players contribute in a myriad, myriad of ways all the time, but let us focus on the more apparent ones and, and order them. You know, which of them were helpful, helpful, and if they were helpful, how helpful were they? Did the player do something right or did he even produce an act of genius? And if he did something wrong, how strongly does this negative contribution speak against him? Against him, sorry. If you if you that if you did that with Pele and Messi, here are some of the things that I think you will find. Number one, both of them produce acts of genius, absolutely amazing things that mark the outer edge of what is possible on a football field. Number two, maybe Pele even did as many of these genius things as Messi did. And maybe the highest genius peak isn't lower in Pele's case than it is in Messi's case. Number three, however, Messi does very rarely do something wrong. Pele's quarter of unhelpful you know, action is more by anyone's standards, but significantly higher than Messi's. And number four, we have men. When Messi doesn't do something genius, he does something right. With Pele, it is more of a you know mixed bag. So while Messi and Pele were very consistent players over the course of their careers, Messi's consistency was significantly higher when one looks at the individual actions within a match. A second thing that makes Messi the be- a better player in my eyes, he just is the best passer of the ball. Pele is a fine passer for someone whose main strengths might be his goal-scoring prowess, but Messi has a claim to be the best creative passer in the history of football.
Both his final balls and his passes in the build-up are not significantly weaker than those of legendary passers like Platini, Lowdrop, and Burkham. The fact that he became one of the most productive assist providers during the last couple of years mirrors that strength. Messi was roughly as well as as well a passer of the ball during the first few years of his period of dominance as Pele was but has grown beyond that during the recent times. Just look at their endless complete comp, compilations of him playing killer pass after the other. You know, if if another one, if any one of the big four comes close to that, it is arguably Maradona, not Pele. Both of these pointed are connected because Messi is a, such a rational, focused player. He can reach a very high level of precision in in his actions, and because he can reach such a a high level of precision. He is so good at passing the ball. I personally think Pele possesses few qualities than that Messi hasn't got as well. He might be physically superior, but then again, Messi's physique is just perfect for his playing style. Pele is better at headers, that is true, but it's not enough to offset Messi's advantages. Pele's career was longer than Messi's is so far. But I tend to think that Messi already had more standout seasons than Pele ever had. Really hard to really hard to judge though. You know, but Pele and Messi produ- produced careers of day in and day out brilliance. But I think you know Messi performs even better and I give reasons that support this claim. I therefore think that Lionel Messi is the best footballer in the history so far. To wrap up my podcast for today, I would like to say a warm thank you to everybody that is listening right now. And and yeah, have a very nice day ahead of you. Thank you. Soundstripe.